Today on the show, Humming House stops by to teach us how to start a band backwards. They share some wonderfully odd live show experiences. Plus, we pander to random companies for sponsorships. So all that to say, it's a fun one on episode 36 of Who Writes This Stuff? Hey guys, welcome to episode 36 of Who Writes This Stuff. My name is Nick Flora. I'm coming to you, as usually is the case, from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is a great episode. Humming House came, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, they're great Americana, folk, uh, I don't any kind of fun uh, throwback kind of music you want to throw in there. Uh, they're, they're, they are that. And there's so much more. They're really fun. They're a great band that I have only recently become uh, friends with and, and become aware of. And I'm so glad I have uh, great people. So look forward to that. I personally have just got back from the, uh, the road last week, um, literally the day that I recorded uh, this interview um, with Humming House. I got back from the road uh, with uh, Andrew Osenga and Eric Peters, uh, to, in support of the Leonard the Lonely Astronaut album, which we have talked about um, a lot on this podcast. So uh, w- a lot of fun, played a lot of shows in the Midwest area, a lot of Illinois, Indiana, uh, Cincinnati, I think was in there somewhere. It's all kind of a blur, uh, but it was amazing. Had a great time. Uh, met a few podcast listeners, which is always fun. It's always fun to, to hang out with people who also like to listen to my voice talk to other interesting people. So uh, I really appreciate uh, meeting each and every one of you. One of those guys actually feeds right into our next segment, uh, Rickley James. Met this guy in, uh, in Cincinnati. Great guy. Really nice. And he left an iTunes feedback on the, on the podcast page. So uh, I a double appreciation for Mr. Rickley James, who has his own podcast, which I'm going to do at some point in the future. Uh, so when we get that worked up. So thank you, Rick. Uh, if you guys want to go and leave feedback on the iTunes uh, podcast page, if you have an iTunes account, that's all you need. And it is, you know, 2012, so you should have one. Uh, just go over there. You can, I think you can leave like a star review or the, at the very least. Or you can just write, you know, that you like it and you listen to it. And that actually does feed into the iTunes system and lets them know we're here and lets other people who listen to similar podcasts. It helps refer them to uh, this podcast as well. So it helps all the way around. Also, if you want to email the show and share any experiences that you had while listening to the podcast or something that struck you uh, in any of the episodes that was interesting or of note, you can do so by emailing who writes this stuff podcast at gmail.com. Um, also, uh, Twitter at who writes pod and Facebook who writes this stuff. We're both on there as well. So uh, anyway, you want to get to us. I love hearing that stuff. Uh, so thank you for writing in. And uh, if you write in, I might read it here on the show. So it's been a while since we've had a listener feedback segment, but uh, it's been a while since I've uh, received an email. So I'm going to play this sad Hulk music now while I just sit here and think about that. So send me emails. That's the lesson to learn here. Um, also, if you want to be a ginormous sweetheart, uh, donate to the podcast uh, through the podcast blog. There's a little uh, PayPal link there. And this seriously does help. It's a huge help. Uh, this is a free podcast, but it does cost money to run and to buy extra bandwidth. Every episode takes up a certain amount. And uh, we are actually running out fairly quickly. Uh, I have two or three more episodes I want to put up for the end of the year. And so if you guys want to throw five, ten bucks my way, 
uh, I will immediately put it into uh, more podcasts. So if you like this uh, and you want to support, that is an awesome way to do it. Um, but honestly, I love it that you just that you listen if you listen. But if you want to give me money, I will also love that too. Uh, so anyway, all that to say, uh, thank you for listening. This is a great episode. Even if you're not familiar with Humming House, I think you will be a fan of this band when we get done with this because uh, Justin and Kristen from the band who are on the show are delightful and great and uh, just hard not to love, honestly. So let's get to it. Here's my talk with Humming House. Except record this podcast, which we're not doing. <laughs> Using a whole computer? I know. It's kind of a, it's a little clunky that we have to use a whole computer. I'm sure you can get a USB converter that'll just plug into your phone. Right? Yeah. There are, there are, I guarantee you. Actually, you can There is GarageBand for your phone. There is, yeah. I have it. I, I guarantee you that I've heard podcasts where people just record them from their phone and it's like, cool idea, doesn't sound awesome. It, yeah, there's no way. Because there's no, like, gate. There's no, like, like, you know, there's no compression and it's just all. Yeah. You know, the loud guy in the group comes in and you're like, turn it. Oh, hey, dude. It's like listening to Radio Lab. Wait, but that's a produced show. Oh, but there's a loud guy? No, it's like, it's, I like This American Life and Radio Lab. No, I do too, yeah. But Radio Lab, like, the mixing and mastering is awful compared to This American Life. Is it? I have like really it takes, attention. No, you really should listen. It's they like, should do a Radio like, Lab. noises on. that, like, take your head off and, like, Oh really? They should do a radio lab on how to mix a podcast. No, it was it was really yeah it was <laughs> really then... funny because <laughs> it was really funny because Ira Glass and This American Life one of their engineers left to go work for Radio Lab and did it get better? Yeah, and he was like he's like well maybe that he'll teach those knuckle guys how to mix. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, like... I feel like we've been trying to make this work for like six months. Yeah, about a year and That's a half, normal. seven years. It's our normal time frame. For really, such activities like. What do we want to do in six months? Let's start sort of planning it now. Yeah, let's yeah. start not planning it now so it'll happen. Right, if because we know it's going to take three or four ch- tries to, mm-hmm. to get it down. To get Justin and I in the same room to do anything is it's kind of amazing that how little we see each other considering. <laughs> yeah. That you're in a band and you live in the same house. Yes. But still, wait, is that public knowledge? It's well, totally fine. That, okay. Probably <laughs> shouldn't mention it because Justin's married and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, but happily. It, yeah, they have like their little loft space, and then me and a dude live downstairs, yeah, but not th- together. Yeah, I'm a very here. I'm gonna drink my water because we're all drinking. A blue mic. Look I at know, you. right? But I think that eighty percent of the podcasts I've done have started about us, uh, me and the somebody guests. noticing it's a blue mic. Yeah, or just being like, oh, look at this microphone. Like, if you go back and listen to the beginning, most of them, I think I can make like a, a just a montage of us talking about the mic. <laughs> you should. I think I'm going to. As a promo. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna yeah. And then send it to blue for like the. F- <laughs> and then be like, give me oh, the damn microphone. No joke. That's that's not a bad idea. Let's get some sponsorships. What yeah. are, what else do you guys uh, like? Let's let's start naming off some stuff. I mean, I've sang into some blue microphones before in my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Been fantastic pieces of machinery. Yeah. Good. We got a soundbite. Good. I can edit that out uh, and and send it to. <laughs> I really that was have. Kristen and they are good Rogers lights. for yeah. Blue Microphones. No, she'll do it really well. In Humming House, we're famous. Yeah, do, do your radio mic. Oh. Oh, yes, please. Oh, I, I noticed here, Nick, that you have a, a blue microphone we're working on today. Absolutely. You know, I, I do professional session work here in Nashville, Tennessee, and 
I, I find every time I run into a blue microphone, it is just such a crisp and clear sound with, with such notes and undertones. Um, I really just, a vintage Neumann, whatever. I'd rather have a blue. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty good. You're welcome. So I think we're done. Uh, nice and cool. See you later. You can send us a check. How? I want to know how this came to be. How did you guys meet? I know that there are other people in this band as well, but if you get a whole band together, it just gets insane. It would be a peanut gallery. Right. And we have some loose cannons, so we right. try to Wait, restrict. Are you guys either the loose cannons? Or Maybe. You, are you the confined cannon? We're the Which the cannon are you? Cannons. I have my days. That's a nice alliteration. <laughs> yeah, find cannons. That's, that's a band name or a yeah, that's something. A record name. How did this come to be? How did the Humming House come to be erected? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep that in the <laughs> right context. That's, that's, that's worth that. edit right there. No way, um, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started as entirely Justin's brainchild. I think we nice toss over to Justin. Nice. We have a way. Um, well, I always say this band started backwards <clears throat> because. I was in a folk duo prior to this and was in between projects. It was called Quote. and um, Was it in Quote? It was, actually. That was yes. part of yeah. So meta. It was required. So meta. <laughs> and uh, I was in between projects and wasn't. I sort of was writing a record and wasn't sure what I was writing it for, whether it was going to be for a band or for a solo project. Mm -hmm. um, and I bumped into this producer named Mitch Dane around that time, yeah. um, who's a great producer in town, Grammy winner, Good Name fella. Name yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, and he uh, he brought me into the studio, and I played him some songs, and he got really excited about it. So we decided to try a one-off mm -hmm. recording just to see how it would go, um, and that turned into the song Gypsy Django. Um, so we went in there and and did Gypsy, and Kristen sang on it, and Mike mm -hmm. Butera played guitar, and it so came you out. You were just brought in. Kristen yes, do the, we were we were kind of hired. Oh, I was okay. friend of a friend of Justin. We hadn't really worked together before, but he asked me to come sing a couple little rounds he was doing, and we got along well. And then when he went to go track the first song, he's like, "Hey, come in the studio and you know just try it out and trying something out with this producer." Right. And so it went so well that I was like, "Wow, I really need to do a record with Mitch." Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of with that in mind, Mitch and I started talking about dates and pre-production and all that that goes into an album. And uh, so then I was like, wow, I guess I need to play a few more shows and kind of figure out who's going to play on the album. So yeah. um, Kristen knew Ben Jones um, from college, and he became... He's our upright bass player. Upright bass okay. player. And um, around the same time, we'd been doing this uh, Irish jam. <laughs> we called it Finnegan's Folly. And we'd get together on Sunday nights uh, around a handle of Jameson and play traditional Irish pub tunes. That's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. That sounds really fun. It was really fun. fun. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so uh, Josh, who's an old friend of mine as well, um, had picked up mandolin and is kind of a bluegrass head. So he, mm -hmm. I just kept inviting him to the Irish sessions because anything Josh does, he gets kind of obsessed over. Yeah, and including it, mandolin, which he hadn't really played before that at all. <laughs> yeah. In okay. a good way. I mean, he just like, he's sort of a leader as a personality, you know? Yeah. yeah. He has he has an incredible work ethic. It's a little scary. Yeah. So he came to the Irish session. Is he like building a pyramid right now, probably as we speak, just because he was bored? That's if how he that's his work me, ethic. 
and like was like, I want to build a pyramid, I would give it about a two week time frame before. It's not something erected in East Nashville. That's real. That was the second erected usage. I yes. Said. yes. <laughs> the, all right. The erect count is two. Yeah. <laughs> See how I abbreviated that? Shall it not grow? Shall no, it not shall it <laughs> no Oh, pun. the usage uh, count. <laughs> this is so good. I'm so. You never know what the theme of a podcast is going to be until you get into it. And I now guess. we're getting into it. I guess. It's fantastic. Here we are. Here we are. This is it. This isn't going to get awkward at all. It's going to stay. It would if I it, wasn't the loose cannon that I can be. That's right. You're turning into the loose cannon by default because your loose cannon, your normal ones aren't here. So. No. Something like that. So, Irish pub tunes. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, so so it was clear that Josh was becoming a really good mandolin player, and the four of us had kind of been working on these original tunes, and we said, Josh, why don't you come and sit in? We were doing a, a little show at Mad Donna's, I think, actually, here mm-hmm. in East Nashville. Oh, upstairs? Yeah, in the upstairs. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so he came and sat in for that show, and it turned out it was like a really good fit. He's a great singer and a good songwriter. Is that when we played um, with Pearl and the Beard? Oh, I think it probably was. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with them? Mm-mm. You should look them up. They're from Pearl Brooklyn. and the Beard. Oh. Pearl and the Beard. I'm already they're, a fan. Yeah. They're incredible. <laughs> They've been out with uh, Ani DeFranco and Ingrid Michelson this okay. fall. And good friends. Great music. And so Josh played that show with us, and I think we played one more show, and then went into the studio. It was um, it was basically, it, we still, when we started the record, weren't even sure whether it was going to be a solo record or right. a band project. The interesting story about the record, too, is that we had done all this pre-production with Mitch, and we went mm-hmm. in the day of the recording. Um, Mitch called and said, hey, I have this family emergency. Um, my father's not doing well, and he had to go to Missouri. Um, so we had the studio booked for a month, and after that, he was booked for the next six months. Yeah. We had the studio booked for a week. Yeah, we had it. Yeah, sorry, for one week. Sorry. We're not that fancy. <laughs> and so we're like, well, crap, I guess we're going to make a record with the interns. Who turned out to be really awesome, by the way. We'll yeah. talk about them later. But <laughs> Ooh, I'll put an earmark in that. Yeah, but um, his partner just so happened to be Vance Powell. Um, and, yeah. And Vance has done another Grammy winner. Yes. Yeah. Name drop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two. <laughs> um, a rec count two. Name drop count two. Two. All right. Notice who's responsible for each. Mm. Name Where dropper you? over here. Erectors right here. Oh, you know you are who, you are who <laughs> you are. Responsible for I know. I can't wait to start our new our new side project, the Erectors. I think it's, it's wow. kind of, oh no. Because apparently that's what you do. You start bands backwards. That's the theme. Another theme of the podcast. That is a theme of the podcast. So you just yes. so you just speak it into and on that theme. Yes. <laughs> um, so nice so, segue. Yeah. No. No Ooh. doubt. Um, so wait, Vance, so Vance... <clears throat> Vance basically came and tracked the record with us for four days. That's amazing. On a favor to Mitch because of Mitch's right. family emergency. So Vance... Not a bad uh, get. <laughs> it wasn't the worst situation. No, that, that is incredible. And so uh, we ended up having Mitch and Vance both work on it, and we kind of were able to blend their brains. And mm-hmm. Vance was so kind as to agree to mix it for us too, mm-hmm. um, which he's... I mean, the craziest. Yeah, you know, he's kind of good at that stuff. He has a decent track record. So we were not disappointed about any yeah. of this. And he's it done was... some uh, Jack White work. Uh, I guess. White Stripes, the Reckon Tours, the Jack White solo record this year. Dead Weather. Yeah. If Jack Recently, White's touched the it, wigs he's kinda... and the shins. Yeah, that's right. And go. a project I'm not allowed to mention that I know is happening. 
Chris Steely. You can't name drop it because that's his thing, right? Yeah. Well, in addition to that, it's happening right now, and I'm oh. not sure what the legalities are. Oh yeah, that's true. It. Well, this is the late breaking podcast, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find out who it is and then put it in. I'll edit. If, I'll edit. I'll I'll speak in your voice later. If you can find the way to the information, I didn't tell you. There we go. Wink, wink. Yeah. So, so it was kind of this random thing that we ended up working with two Grammy winning producers on and we didn't on your first a band or a name <laughs> or a you project. You did go backwards. Yeah, so so we were Super backwards. So we really so I think it was because of that because of Mission Vance taking the project seriously and the record turning out so well that all of us decided maybe we should actually think about trying to do this a little yeah. bit. A gypsy jango from the east in a caravan on a Paris street. I said, oh, now. I said, oh, now. A dizzy jazz and dizzy wine, a world war swing for world war times. I said, oh, now. I said, oh, now. And with a glare in his eyes, oh, he'd stare you down to size. I said, oh, From a burning house in a simple life, I said, oh, now. I said, oh, now. But he shipped her to that London town when World War II came crashing down. I said, oh, now. I said, oh, now. And with a glare in his eyes, oh, he'd stare you down the side. Before we'd even been like, he kind of proposed to us at a certain point, like you know, will you be my band member? I got on one one knee. He did. He did. It was sweet. I don't remember this at all. Shit happened. In my in my head, it's happening and it's it's very touching. Before, well, okay. So I was busking on a cobblestone street and they were walking past. You're wearing you're wearing like a Glenn Hansard costume. Which Whatever. he looks enough like Glenn Hansard know, to kinda, start with. I was going to say that you I was lady. singing a Humming House song on the side of the road, and they all happened to walk by, and I was like, guys, it's you, fate. And we joined <laughs> in on vocal harmonies. Yes. You opened your eyes, your eyes, and one of the band was walking by with a, with a vacuum cleaner, isn't that, yes. in that movie? Yes, a Hoover. A Hoover, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so Anyway, we, he proposed to you. Before he proposed to us, okay. we, it was like the last, the last thing we did before Dustin proposed, was we made the music video for Gypsy Django. That was before everything else? It was yeah. before we were officially banned. We were just supposed to be in it, it, and without really even meaning to, um, Yaya Creative, who did the video, who are mm-hmm. incredible, um, and made such a high-quality product. We didn't really yeah, know. Yeah, it's great, yeah. Since they hadn't done a ton before, we were kind of like, yeah, let's try it out. And they, I mean, they over-the-top nailed yeah, it. it's and great. did our Cold Chicago one, too, right after that. Um, oh, cool. Because we have no intention of ever using anyone else, but... Yeah. They... They did that, and I kind of watched the video afterwards, and I was in the video a lot, and I was... Yeah, it's kind of you guys are kind of like... Uh-huh. Like yeah. the, the theme of the video is, is kind of you versus you. If you didn't know better, <laughs> it would be a, a duo. Yeah. It would be a duo. Kind of, yeah. Um, well, the band's in there, too. Yeah. They, uh, we've yeah. Been in a couple They're in the times. back. Just loose cannons. Loose cannons. You can't put loose... <laughs> <laughs> if I know anything, it's you can't put loose cannons in the forefront. It <laughs> is throw them in something the back. like that. No, they're beautiful little boys. Yeah. Um, they anyway. They invited today. 
So we kind of looked at it, and and it was right about that time. Dustin's like, "Yeah, let's let's do this all together." All signs and, point to let's do this. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I mean, we were very lucky. Also, while doing the video, that um, all things considered, the the NPR program was there doing a story on the cameras they were using, and they were using the DSLRs to film it. And so we had this huge bump when the video came out because they released the story and posted our video on the website and talked about us on the air. No way. And so we had national coverage and we were like, you know, five Facebook likes. That's such like a serendipitous, like, you guys fell into that. That's amazing. It could have been anybody's music video, but we just were lucky. What a great bump. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, so we're on All, Th- All Things Considered and have two Grammy-winning producers giving us validity. And we <laughs> How many shows did you play at this point? Four. <laughs> it was a full band, probably about two by then. Wow. With all the members. I love that so much. It was crazy. Total crazy. Honestly, like, I don't feel like that would happen anywhere, but that seems like a Nashville thing. Yes. A little bit, because there's so many different types of creative people here who are kind of like, yeah, free, let's do something. So you don't necessarily have to start, like, open mics or and then turning into, like, you know, band shows with four people there, right. and, to, and it kind of like build the following. You can actually start it like, you know, let's start this project and put out a video. And not that you planned it that way, but you, you know, you it's are living happened. proof that you could do that mm-hmm. that way. Well, and I, there's also always a huge advantage in that all five of us at different points have been involved in either different projects or different bands or done solo records. Mm. And so, you know, even though you're starting at square one, you're not starting at square one, no, and no one guys, has any illusions. You guys about understood that. how yeah. it worked, yeah. Yeah, we had all kind of been involved in different things to the point where our stage, I mean, our stage energy has certainly grown, but you know, we could go out and just play a show and it's not Terrifying. like we're learning how to play a show. <laughs> yeah. So. Huh. Let's go back in the time machine a little bit more. Where, where did, that's where we are right now, by the way. The time uh, machine. Yes, absolutely. It's actually the toaster, but. I'm going to, oh, it's, this is the toaster? This yeah. is the toaster. Is it? In the summer, it, it's so t- hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, well, it's, actually, it's in the winter, of, we call it the freezer. Depends on when you're recording in here, what the, the credit on the record is. <laughs> <I see what you're laughs> the toaster or the freezer. Because in the summer, it's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the winter, okay, it's hang cool. on a second, I had it. Yeah. Anyway, it's... It'll, it'll come to me later. <laughs> uh, so where, where, where are you, where'd you grow up? I know, Kristen, you're from Colorado, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm from Denver area. Okay. Can you give me like a two-minute story of how you got here? Um, was it'll it through take college or something? only one minute. Yeah, okay, I went well, to... you have another minute to, to think about it if we want to sit in silence. Yes. <laughs> I went recollect? to Belmont for music. Okay. And came, wanted to be somewhere that I could either have connections before I graduated and maybe not even have to graduate, or my, my goal was not to graduate. Unfortunately, I did. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Sorry to hear I that. Made, I made it out with a degree. <laughs> Who knew? Um, turns out it takes a while to get plugged in and... Not be a goofy Beaumont student walking around. It's true. So did graduate, um, but I, I wanted to be in a place that I could work up some connections and networking while I was in school and feel like mm. I wasn't just jumping into a world whenever I got out, feeling like I didn't know what I was going to do. Because Denver has a music scene, but it's yeah. it's nothing like here. I, I had no experience there that other than a couple, little bit of studio work I did growing up. Um, there was very little I had from Denver that I was like, yeah, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the four-year buffer to being out and trying to do... Because my initial intent was to be more of like a session vocalist, a background vocalist, something like that. Um, I love, love that work. Yeah. Um, it's fun to get to be a chameleon a little bit and like whatever the record needs, you get to go in and do it. She's really mm-hmm. good at it. It's it's my favorite, favorite, favorite thing. Really? I There's nothing I love more than walking in. Somebody's like, 
I'm not sure if this is your thing. And I'm like, well, let me find a Crack way to make it happen. Crack your knuckles and you're like, all right. Mm-hmm. Under- all you underestimate to do me. Say do it. it. Yeah. I, no, I like that. I yeah, like I do doing too. a take and somebody's like, that sucks. And I'll be like, oh, really? Well, I got another one. Well, watch this. Back pocket. Here we go. I'm just a little competitive, so no, I didn't get that at all. At all, no. I, I just I just got back <laughs> from the road today from uh, on a tour, and the two of the guys, the, the rhythm section, were just hired hands, and I guess I was too. But there, that's what they do, and they mm-hmm. were talking, and just I never really even put it together before. Like they were just talking about how they love going into sessions. They work with Mitch a lot, and they were talking about just like going in and not knowing what the artist is going to be. But just hearing it being like, okay, like I, I, I know how to play that kind of music or just like, mm-hmm. I think I can give you what you need kind of thing. Like they love being the chameleon. Mm-hmm. And thinking on your toes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or on your feet. Even better. Yeah. Which are both of, they're, they're, they're kind of the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's explore this more. This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is really going somewhere. And I studied music in school. I wanted to hone my craft. I wanted to become the best at it I could be and become the most versatile musician and the most. You know, singers get a terrible rap, and for entirely good reason that mm-hmm. you know we don't we don't know actual music. You know, we right. just sing to you sound read music? good. And oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I went to when you go to school for it. That's kind of what you're hopefully that's buying into. What they do. Right. You can you can get out of Belmont without learning that. Honestly, um, if you don't want to as a singer, you can get away with it. Edit that out. Yeah. No, don't edit that out. That's Belmont that's University. That's very sad to me. You don't have to know music to go here. <laughs> kind of. Well, well, for singers. Oh, okay. They, they for baby, singers. They still baby the singers, but... Okay. I don't think Belmont's going to sponsor the podcast. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But <sighs> but I, I try to take a lot out of it, and yeah. it has helped me immensely in trying to work, because I, I can communicate pretty well with most musicians. I generally can at least hear what I mean to say, even if I can't tell you exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's been extremely helpful. What about you? How is, how is Colorado for you? <laughs> Oh wait, where are you, where where'd you grow up? I grew up in San Diego, in California. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was gonna say like South Carolina. Wow. Weird. Or I don't know. If that's a compliment. Or yeah, somewhere yeah. somewhere in like the Southern Appalachians. Like uh, that's where I. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I think you. when I came to Nashville, I was like, oh, this feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. it just you seem like that that like laid back yeah. kind of you know guy. I could just see I could see you on like a front porch on a in a like a mountain ranch like, playing nice. guitar. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. I have seen it. He belongs there. Right. You know, I, I, I always talk about like San ending Diego. up in like Asheville or something like that. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Asheville is, is, I could see that. The yeah. mountains are an attractive place. Yeah. See? I wasn't wrong in my instincts. The beard. Yeah. It's kind of dead giveaway. Yeah. Beardless <laughs> with the bandana tied around his head. He's a different dude. You, I've you seen turn it. into. 1980s Bon Jovi? Like, what do you, what do you turn San into? San Diego Justin. Oh, San Diego Justin. He wears board shorts and a white beard. Cold Chicago, I'm getting older. Miss Missouri, she's been rubbing my shoulders. She's been getting me closer to where I wanted to go.
because you guys started kind of backwards, and you guys had joined the group through a marriage proposal of uh, of epic proportions, apparently. Yeah. Uh, how did the process kind of change as, as far as writing, like you you writing these initial songs and making them with Mitch, and then like for, you know adding the band to it, or is it still just you write the songs? How collaborative is it? I think that's still like changing. You know, I've wanted as much as possible to give everybody a voice because it is us now instead of me and them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's definitely been my goal over definitely over the last year and definitely more going forward of like how, you know, in that writing process, how does that happen? I mean, it usually sort of works best from a, I don't know, from maybe a synergy standpoint to like have me involved in the writing process. Mm -hmm. But it definitely, a lot of the newer songs are Mm -hmm. co-writes. Almost all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And Kristen is actually taking lead on some of the new songs now, and, and uh, killing it. Travel, loose cannon. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that's wonderful because it's it's great to showcase. Like she's an incredible vocalist, and that's like yeah, like she should have that voice. And so it's kind of now figuring out that we are a band, how to like. How to how to showcase the people that are in this band because they really are that talented, and mm-hmm. I don't know that. I, like I love the first record, you know, but it's like it was definitely my songs and them, and now this as we're sort of looking towards the future, it's like yeah. what do we sound like together, you know? Yeah, so. and I feel like that's a lot of sophomore releases seem to be more cohesive and like like oh this is what the band is trying to say because initially like that first record is is kind of like one man's kind of vision. Right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how did you decide? Um, like, well, I guess you just, it just came naturally for you. But like, when, as far as like genre goes, you guys seem to be very. It's, it's a very defined genre as far as uh, it, it's got elements of Americana and. Um, we say roots a lot. Roots. That's a good kind of. Right. Except the bluegrass, the gospel. The Absolutely. Blues, the... Yeah, there's a lot of that, and which seems to be perfect timing because that's making a huge resurgence, mm-hmm. and. Uh, do you feel like a shift into like other genres kind of creeping you know the more you write or in or, or are you kind of staying in that in that realm a little bit because that's that's kind of where you are Older, yeah I mean the new established. tracks all have like 808 on it and uh, yeah it's yeah. like a lot like, of a lot of hip hop yeah. samples yeah and well if you want to keep with a, a you know with, yeah, with the cool kids you gotta yeah. you know dubstep remixes of we're like auto tuning everything um, <laughs> It's really cool. Dreams. We have these vocoders yes. on everything. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little 2010, but well, that's, that's cool. You do it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Right. I'm just going to judge you for doing it. <laughs> that's no. a pull quote for the episode. That's it. <laughs> I mean, part of the reason that I like about, I guess, the Roots Umbrella is that there is a lot of genre diversity. Like, Americana and Roots music is are sort of weird terms because mm-hmm. they include... They only uh, indicate so much. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you hate those labels? Like, or, do, or, no. or do you have anything against those labels? No, our, we've just struggled with people trying to call us one or the other, you know, three different things. Mm-hmm. Or, They'll hear one song and then say we're a bluegrass band, or one yeah, song, we're yeah, a like rockabilly if, band, you know. Or like, oh, I heard If you heard yeah. Cold Chicago first, our, our second single oh, of the yeah. record, you'd be like, wow, that's a cool bluegrass band. Or maybe you'd be like, that's a terrible bluegrass band. But you would probably <laughs> say we're a bluegrass band. The word bluegrass would be in that Bluegrass sentence. would yeah. be involved. However, if you heard um, second track on the album, Stop Me Still, you'd be like, oh, Rockabilly. It's mm-hmm. a Rockabilly band. Listen, you know, it's got snare and, you know, electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it would be, so So it's hard because we do just live under this whole umbrella of musical styles that aren't terribly unrelated, but 
but do certainly uh, span a wide range of sound. So it's hard. Mm. It's hard when somebody says we're an Americana band. You know, I think a lot of people when they hear Americana yeah. thinks Brian Adams. Yeah. And yeah. I would not say there's yeah. a song on any of our records that sounds anything like no. Brian Adams. And so, as much as I do love him, oh, it's yeah, just absolutely. not a sound yeah. that we have. So, but then you know people also say the Avet Brothers are Americana. I'm like, mm. well, I. I think that's a little there are elements closer related there. Yeah. to what we do. But that's also just like, what is your perception of the genre will indicate to you probably something entirely wrong mm-hmm. about what we do. Yeah. Like you guys could be on a bill with Ava Brothers, like for sure. sure. Um, yeah. I, I'll call him. Yeah. Let's, what I can do. yeah. let's just do it now on the uh, air. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, we probably could be on a bill with Ryan Adams. I think, I think it's Maybe. just that it's just the, the, the label of like Americana to me. I think what she's trying to say too, is it, it, oftentimes equals like alt country mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i mean maybe that's a yeah. sub a sub point of that is but that's also included in that umbrella right yeah and so that's it's a hard thing to nail down but i i guess what i was trying to say earlier is that i actually appreciate the fact that we aren't one thing right and that we have the freedom to like write a really dirty blues song and then write a throwback rock and roll song or Mm-hmm. you know write a straight up string band song like I mean none of that would be unexpected mm-hmm. and that's really exciting to me that we can keep exploring that kind of diversity while keeping I, I think there's still a cohesion to those different genres yeah. that are included mm-hmm. so. well when we go to play it the way that we all play our instruments and sing it kind of becomes us no matter what it is and I'd say we've had some tunes that are yeah. even straight up Irish and they're like yeah like we can make this kind of hip yeah I yeah hope. And if, I, essentially, because your voices are the are the thing that ties it together. So if you guys mm-hmm. are singing it, no matter what the background is, those loose cannons back there, there it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be you. And I, that's one thing that I've struggled with with making records. I'm like, I, I kind of feel like writing all sorts of different types of songs, but like I'm so worried that that's gonna not sound very cohesive and everything. And I've had producers and people tell me in the past like, well, your voice is gonna be tying it together. So it doesn't right. really matter what the what the background mm-hmm. is necessarily. Um, and I mean, even if you listen to like we talk about Ryan Adams, like Gold is such like an eclectic mm. record. Like they're every genre on that on that record pretty much. And but I don't ever think like this is so off putting. It's just like because his voice is kind of well. Even his voice changes on it. It's it's mm-hmm. cra- it's crazy. So I don't know. I, I I always wonder about labels and if if being under like an umbrella of a label, uh, and not even like the way you guys think about it, but the way like. It's you guys are perceived, or your music is perceived. Right. It can can be more of a hindrance because a lot of people need to put labels on something so they know how to digest it. It seems like, mm-hmm. and uh, so I wonder what the struggle is, or or if there is one with that, or if you're just kind of like. I try to let people just say what they're gonna say yeah. about it because I look at um, you know just in the last few years a lot of things, like you know civil wars have come up and civil wars are on MTV and VH1 mm-hmm. and CMT. And the they Grammys. just won. We, we were just at the Americana Music Awards sure. and they won those. And it's like, okay, what are the Civil Wars? Well, they're fantastic. Okay, so every genre is in some way trying to kind of claim them. Mm-hmm. And, That's true. And you don't hear people say, you know, I'm sure country fans who've seen them on CMT are like, oh yeah, they're like kind of country because of Art, that country Martin Hollow song. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like everybody's into them, so sure. let's not call it whatever let's just kind of see it as an opportunity to reach out to more people and i think i mean obviously on that same train is like a month or two like i mean yeah. that's, they've been mm-hmm. claimed I, like who's saying claimed that they by were on, everybody yeah i mean they were on like country heat secret charts too which is yeah. crazy to me like, i heard somebody call them an alternative 
rock band the other day, and I was just like, <laughs> but there's yeah. elements of that. They they rock out at different they do. points in time. That's true. So you you don't want to almost call it. You you just really want to let people think what they do about it. And yeah, the the only scary thing about that is how you market it. Whenever you have tools and opportunities to to push it one direction or another, you know where do you go? Yeah. But we in that sense we do tend to stay with Americana. Like we'll be pushing Americana radio for our next record. We'll be we'll be trying those avenues. Right. Because they've been good to us thus far, too, mm-hmm. you know, and appreciate a lot of the people in that genre, mm-hmm. for sure. It seems to be definitely, like, a genre in, uh, or genre sounds so restricting, but just a, just like a community of people that, mm-hmm. that seem to, to really, like, if, if they attach themselves with you, like, just from friends who have been, you know, for at least, like, Americana Records, or, like, they really take good care of, mm-hmm. kind of, in anybody who feels, you know, it's just a shared love of the, of, of that style. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's a longevity to it, maybe, as well. And maybe that's just because of a Roots music tradition. Like, it's cool to be a grisly 70-year-old man and play, like, blues music or yeah. folk music. Like, that's exciting to me that you could, like, do that and there's not as much age restrictions to it. Absolutely, too. yeah. That you could actually do it for 30 years and it could be just as cool as when you were in your 20s. Like, Yeah, there I is kind know. of a timelessness to it. Yes, and that that's also enticing to me about the whole thing as well is if you're just doing pop music there is an age limit like mm-hmm. if you start trying There's to do a shelf like, life for sure i mean yeah, there are definitely good. exceptions there are definitely exceptions but as a woman though i'm already past it for pop like that's <laughs> yeah. true yeah you wouldn't be you're accepted. not 17 anymore. i'll be i'll be 25 next week like that's it. old woman well for pop music, <laughs> in the pop, no I, no I was... it's it's something i i try to be really cognizant of it's kind of crazy well you've been serious that's not that old Christian. I mean, Come I know on. it's not that old. I'm not saying I'm old. But, but, okay, we still but like it's you. funny how it, it's all how you're perceived, though, because uh, 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 people are just sort of finding out like that Carly Rae Jepsen's 26. Yeah. And which is kind of a crazy thing because she's this tweeny bopper artist. And she looks young. She acts young. She, she does. She's sweet face. And so it's just funny to me that, that and, and her people kind of try to keep that off like the Wikipedia page and all mm-hmm. that. But, like, but, you know, it's just crazy that people... You know, just it's all about how you're perceived, and yeah, because it's, I mean, twelve to fifteen year old little girls is your market there. Yeah, right. But it, but the funny thing about that is it didn't even change anything. Like nobody's like, oh, well, I'm I'm gonna delete that that track off <laughs> iTunes. I didn't know she was twenty six. Uh, if they had marketed her at twenty six though, before that right. song hit, yeah, different. I story. guarantee you, the next record that comes out, she's gonna try to probably be more her age <laughs> maybe but maybe not also who knows but you know and then there's within that on the other side of the coin you have people like a john priner and nora jones that didn't mm-hmm. put out their first record till they were 30 or, or patty griffin yeah patty griffin same thing like they didn't put out their first records until they were in their 30s and have had incredible careers mm-hmm. but you know? more in our realm yeah much more yeah. in that realm which you know? is why i'm not worried yeah <laughs> you shouldn't be see okay. you got like seven records until Seven years. Absolutely. <laughs> seven years. You're good. Seven records. A record a year. We we'll, can do it. We'll go another five <laughs> records before we stop wor- start worrying.
I don't know what's going I, on. I drove downtown the other night, or just try to cut through downtown to get over here to avoid the interstates the other night, and and I heard Skrillex downtown. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the with your friends thing. I yeah, and I was like, is this next victim? <laughs> Are they doing this? Is this what it's turned into it. a giant Skrillex show uh, on the river? Because that's what it was. It was kind of hilarious. I found out one of my friends had extra tickets and just didn't give them to anyone because he didn't think anybody he knew would want to go. Doesn't he have Twitter? That's Except what that's that for. Except that I was in town and I would have raged to some Skrillex. <laughs> would you have? You don't seem like a Skrillex girl to me. Are you kidding? I would have re-sprained my ankle. This this might have been too revealing. <laughs> no, this is not I, too I revealing. Do you know what I've been jamming lately? The new Brandy record. You should get it. Is it amazing? It's I didn't know so Brandy good. had a new record. How about how Brandy's had two babies and her abs are perfect? I love Brandy. <laughs> she might. Be. Let's talk more about Brandy. Uh, <laughs> I've got plenty to say about Brandy. Have you seen Moesha? On it's on Netflix now. Listen, don't don't go back in time. Let's talk about how Brandy's last <laughs> sorry three sorry. to four albums have some of the best background vocal work. Of anyone really? in that decade. Oh my goodness. It is incredible. She is such an incredibly creative brain. She has the most malleable, soothing, rich toned voice. And she does the most interesting things. Her vocal production, I would be inclined to say, is better than almost anyone in the industry. Whoa. Especially of R and B too. Words. And R and B is like everybody wants to have cool vocal production. Absolutely. But Brandy is winning everybody. I said it. That's amazing. Into the blue microphone. I didn't even know. Into the blue micro- blue microphone and blue Brandy. Blue microphones. Um, Brandy would totally use them if she knew it was good for her. <laughs> That's right. But see, this is why we have such an eclectic taste in this band. No, I, mean, I, actually, I love that, though. But I it's actually it. a, a positive thing because she brings, Kristen brings an angle to the band that, that none of us have. Which and is, that angle is Brandy. Yeah. Yes. Every Brandy. now and then I'm like, guys, let's cover Casey and JoJo. Oh, my life. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I would love to hear you guys cover we oh did cover life. Did you cover it? Just once. Oh, that's, is is there uh, evidence of this on the internet somewhere? I kind of hope not. <laughs> Didn't go great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a there was a terrible audio that night, so. Oh, I see. I see. Is there any? Is there anything else? Is there any other? I love surprising influences. Is there anybody that that you guys pull or or that you just enjoy as you have just let us know with Brandy uh, that people might be like. A little taken aback by other than Skrillex, Brandy, and Skrillex, Brandy. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm the, I'm the total left. You seem, Kristen. You seem completely unashamed. With, I'm if not. If you like something, you like it. And I that, love. That's what one I love. of my favorite qualities in, in people. Because <laughs> I lived forever. Uh, I, I lived with like a house of guys who just who hid every single guilty pleasure or whatever like they're non-hip things oh they were they were giant hipsters and so like they would if you know i walked in on them listening to anything that was remotely top 40 See? like they freak out and i was just making fun of it i'm like just if you like it you like it just like what you like and and your taste is your taste like yeah. it doesn't matter if, what other people might perceive it yeah. as i'm entirely not hip though i listen to top 40 radio i consider it because, I mean, I, I love our genre, but there's not a lot of interesting um, vocal production in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of creative yeah. ideas. I mean, it's normally three-part harmonies. It's normally a couple of different yeah. things. But, I mean, pop radio has cool stuff going on, so I consider research for what I do. And I, I don't even... And I like a lot of it, too. Yeah. Um, favorite records of the year, Totally Brandies is up there. couple too many slow jams, but she had put it down on Can there. So too many slow jams? <laughs> Kind of I mean, love a slow it jam. Okay, you are gonna love this record. Yeah, I kind of love um, a good slow jam. Also, are you into Frank Ocean at all? 
I just I never heard him until SNL and it blew my Dude, mind. His his record channel Lauren to release this year is fantastic. Really? Yes, I've, I've heard this. Yes, it's just one yes. of those things I haven't checked out yet. Listen to it. It's okay. so good. So good. I, I had it stuck in my head for days because I listened to it the other day. Um, that's a fantastic record. I'm really into like R and B and mm-hmm. hip hop. That that's real. Um, we tend to listen <laughs> that's to the song. Real. We listened to Big Boy's song, She Said Okay, uh-huh. every time we roll out the bus, which I won't sing a snippet of for you because it's a little explicit. <laughs> um, That's fine. This is There's no rating on a podcast. <laughs> not this one, anyway. No. We already, we've already mentioned erections twice. Yeah, let's, just, let's just not go there. Just in case it comes <laughs> yeah. up in media. Look yeah. up the song. Yeah, that's areas. true. Yeah, it's up to you on how you want to put yourself out there. But, uh, yeah. Um, we listened to lots of um, Hollow Notes. <laughs> Private eyes, they're watching you. We do the double claps a lot. Absolutely. Uh, you seem a little embarrassed, Justin. Uh, uh, He's <laughs> only embarrassed because these are not the moments that Justin's DJing. Justin puts on really cool hip music. Well, of and course. we are lame. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I just, we, we just listen to very different things. Which, I mean, yeah. collaborating is, is a really positive thing. And I think, I think the more that we collaborate together, the more that it's become a positive thing, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, we all listen to a, a pretty wide array of things. I mm-hmm. mean... Ben, like, grew up on punk rock and, like, went to school for classical composition. So his head's all over That's the place. That's amazing. You know? And then Josh, I, I feel like him and I had pretty similar tastes, like, growing up. I don't know. Like, I was a... You guys were into a lot of the same, like, indie rock bands. Yeah. I mean, being from Southern California, like, I grew up on, like, Jimmy World. And... Absolutely. <laughs> I love Which was also one Jimmy of my World. favorite bands back in the Right. I love Jimmy World. Uh, yeah, and... I don't know, and all, all the 90s music. But, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. So, and but he also is like a huge bluegrass head, which is good, you know, I think. Yeah. I, we need that. Yeah, and I've been all over the place as far as like songwriters and, yeah, it's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like that's good because um, we are, uh, people are multifaceted and people are layered and complicated, so it's always weird to me when somebody just sticks to one style of any kind of art. I'm like really? Like sometimes you just don't want you don't want to just kind of watch walk to remember, like <laughs> on your couch. Right. Like over it's all it always has to be some like you know Oliver Stone movie or you know yeah. Scorsese. You don't just want to watch Mandy Moore die slowly in a movie. Right. And cry um, every time. Every time. I own that movie. I'm not sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't be sorry. You didn't. You wouldn't strike me as a person to be sorry about that <laughs> at all. Well, I'm gonna wrap it up with uh, I have two questions that I'm I I've this. Kind of came, started coming up naturally in every episode, and so I just started asking it now because I find this fascinating. Um, one has to do with music, and one doesn't. But uh, do you have any? Uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask the non-music one first. What is your first memory of the internet? Oh, I totally remember this. Um, or or email or any of that stuff. I lived in Chicago, whenever I was about seven ish, and we had Prodigy on our computer. With, yes. like, the black screen and the yes. green writing and the keys that were, like... Yep. Um, and I remember my parents would occasionally let me get on it, and I had no idea what it was or what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do. I just knew it was special. And that is my first memory of the internet. That's interesting. What was your, What would you do? I don't even remember. <laughs> I just remember that I was only motivated for a minute before I could play one of my really strange, like, learning the alphabet games. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think mine was the dial-up noise. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Skrillex, very reminiscent. <laughs> Sometimes Skrillex sounds like yeah. the dial-up noise. Like he just like looped it. 
Yeah. And put it in some songs. And it taking like a minute and a half to like yes. dial up. Yeah. Like, I remember starting it and then going and, you know, grabbing a snack, like making a sandwich and then coming back and... And you're, you've Is it got up yet? mail. I never yeah. had a AOL. I felt like AOL was like a rich kid thing. Oh. Which it totally wasn't, but my, that's what our parents told, told us. <laughs> like, we, we can't have that AOL. So I'm like, they're discs of free hours, Mom. Like, I, like, they do. They, they were those, those free discs those? with six hours each on them. Yeah. Everywhere. You could just reload those suckers. <laughs> just get them everywhere. Oh, the internet. It was, Honestly, like, it's so funny. Like, I, I'll, I'll talk about that on stage where when I, when I first started playing music, the internet was just starting. I mean, it was really only 10 years ago, but... But kids were like, you're so old. I'm like, no, everything's just accelerated so quickly. The internet's, it's not really that, that old. It was, you know, it was only six years ago that iTunes became a thing or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Now I guess at this point, maybe a little bit longer, but still. Um, And also, uh, I always try to end on, do you have any uh, bad and or interesting live performance stories? I'm a little... Obsessed. I want to start a coffee table book of bad show stories from bands. <laughs> I kind of love them. No, and I feel like we should come in with some really interesting stories. Whether it's right with now, Humming House or separate or. I'm trying to think, but I feel like there's I'll not weird. some epic and fantastic story. No, that doesn't have to be. Even um, if there's something interesting or weird <laughs> or like kind of funny. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put the story together because it was so long ago. But I played like uh, Greenville, North Carolina. I believe there's a university there. Mm-hmm. We played this brewery. I was with in this duo previously, and we got quote my, yes quote the one in quotes. And um, there was this guy. There was we were playing on the night of a football game at a brewery, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there was a large number of fraternity guys there. They were very boisterous, and there was this one guy, and we're on this sort of porch, like just the two of us playing, and he's trying like. He just wants to watch the game, so yeah. he's like, he kept about like four or five songs in. He kept being like, "Too loud! <laughs> hey, turn it down!" And we like kind of ignored him for a well, little you're bit. Just acoustic. Yeah, we're just acoustic. Like we're in an outdoor piece. Like he kept saying, "Too loud!" <laughs> like, and then after about like the third or fourth time, I was like, "All right, ladies and gentlemen." We have a very special guest this evening. And I was like, you, sir, in the orange shirt, can you please tell me your name? And he was like, he was like, That's my name is, he's like, uh, who? And I was like, you, sir, yeah, the loud one. What's your name? And he's like, Nick. I was like, Nick, this song goes out to Nick. Can we all give it a hand, give a hand for Nick right now? He is the loudest guy in this bar. And this song goes out to him. And everybody like, was like, boo, Nick. Like, it was like, that's awesome. I, I just called him like dead out. I was like, screw you, dude. Like, that's, we are here to play music. That's kind of the way you have to do it. <laughs> and so, and after that, it was fun. What did yeah. you play? And so, um, I don't, I didn't even remember the song, but like, all my you life, have to play something just like, Nobody likes you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love it if you played that song from like... Yeah. Little... From the first grade. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. And we all learned. Everybody you, should go eat some I think that there's been a... The few times that this has come up on the, on the show that that's one of the things of like from a heckler is yeah. to just oh. bring the attention to them. What about the... Um, away. What, what about the, uh, the Bristol Rhythm and Roots? Um... It, you were a goddess. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there was a, um, please yeah. tell that story. It's, it's not as 
was epic. I mean, there's no. No, it was epic. epic. It was totally okay, epic. So <laughs> we played uh, the Bristol Rhythm and Roots Festival uh-huh. in uh, Bristol, Tennessee slash Virginia, right on the state border. Yeah. And great it was show. it was a fantastic show. I mean, we weren't we didn't know what to expect. We played Bristol once before, but not for that many people. We I mean, it went well, but anyway, we showed up at this festival and. We're going to play our evening showcase, mm-hmm. and just out of nowhere, tons of people there. So we were obviously pumped, and we're playing with all the energy, and um, there was, were all these really, really intoxicated girls in the front who knew my name, which weirded me out, because I didn't know them, and they kept being like, Kristen, sing it, girl, Kristen! And I was like, I don't know you, but this is so cool! <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, quickly joining their ranks were some men who were of arguer, arguable, arguably, they were of arguable, arguable. sobriety level. Thank you. Um, arg sobs. For whatever. Args. They were args not sobs. They were args not sobs. Um, and I'm not sure by what vehicle they were not, but mm. it seemed less than legal. Um, had a couple of gentlemen join us at the front of the stage, and at one point, one of them um, ran up to the front of the stage right in front of me and ripped open his Pearl Snap shirt, tore it off, and screamed, you are an effing goddess! But he didn't say effing. Yeah, we got it. And I was just like, thank you, sir. And he just kept making eye contact and dancing. And then he proceeded to spend the rest of the set whipping his shirt above his head, dancing shirtless right under my microphone. <laughs> it was and you epic. said it wasn't epic. It was totally epic. <laughs> that is, how do, you, how do you power on? How do you keep going? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. Okay. I just kept laughing. I mean, I, you meet some weird dudes on the road being the only girl in a band. That's true. So you, I just get, you, there was once a man that asked me to come with him to the top of a building and give him a chance because he was in love with me. Well. He also, his opening line was, it's rare to meet a beautiful ginger. So Had he not met Justin? Early. Come on. <laughs> Slash, I'm blonde. Yeah, yeah, well, well, I don't know. It looks kind of. Let's not just start this debate on the air. I'm blonde. <laughs> I mean, I meant to say clearly you're blonde. What an idiot. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, that was a good old time. That is amazing. I I felt a little strange about it until we went to shows the rest of the night. And they were that guy at every oh, show really? in the rest of the festival. Went to Delta Spirit and they got uh-huh. on stage and like crowd surfed. And they were, where else were they? Oh, they were Dr. Dog. Just they were everywhere. And I kept, we just saw them a lot. Chances so. are that your memory of this is a lot clearer than theirs. Oh. At this point. Exactly. There's no the, way they The arguable that. sobriety became quite assured no. in later moments in the evening. <laughs> That's amazing. And you said you didn't have anything. I thought I didn't. See, but what I count as a more epic story was the first time we played, played Bristol and a man gave me a whole jumbo-sized bag of kettle corn without saying a word to me. And I just ate the whole thing and I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, is an epic story. I didn't let the he guy... Just on tour with Christian Rogers, epic kettle he corn. Goes, <laughs> he, he just comes up to me and he goes... And he hands it out. I'm sorry, you can't see me because no, we're a podcast. Yeah, you're... He extended his arm and handed it to me, nodded and smiled and left. And it was sealed. I'm fine. I ate it. Yeah. I didn't let the guys even have a bite of it until like an hour after I opened the bag and realized I couldn't surmount the task. <coughs> I love food and kettle corn and mostly bacon. But Which... that's a story for another day. 
This is loose amazing. cannons. Loose cannons. <laughs> Last night in the green room, th- there was kettle corn, a giant bowl of it, oh. like giant bowl, and I ate about a third of it and then went on stage, which was not, which That's was the op- it. it was the opposite order I should have done those things in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, cool, popcorn, threw it in my mouth, done. I was done. I was like, oh, I need the rest of this. I know. And then they gave it to us to leave, and then uh, one of the other guys in the band was like, what is this, and threw it out. No. So. That guy you, does you guys not could, belong in the band. You guys could pray for me. I'm having a little <laughs> bit of a hard time today because of it. Uh, but it was amazing. Seriously. So I'm, I'm on board, and there was no bacon, but, you know, there's always next time. Um, <laughs> on your episode. So, well, thank you guys for taking the time. Have you interviewed yourself yet? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. How would I do that? I've um, thought about it. Record all the questions and then respond to them in a different voice. Or, or you should record them all in a different hmm. voice. Or have somebody else interview you. Hire someone That's to interview what I'll do you it. who's hilarious. Like us. We should interview you. The next one should just be, we should just start, make this the podcast from now on. It's just us three. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing now? And oh, week, you know. A week later, what are you doing? Going to Sonic a little bit later. Yeah, things are going to uh, get really in-depth. Yeah, I know. It'll well, get to the point where we're going to run out of things. I got a new dress to wear to shows this week. Let's, um, all right, describe it. It is definitely like the new geometric pad that's happening right now, mixed with a little Southwest flair. Mm-hmm. Would it work uh, on, a a, a, on a brandy tour? On a brandy tour. It <laughs> might. And if brandy's asking, my number is... <laughs> You know where I'm at, girl. <laughs> that was, I don't. I don't have the technology to beep, so I just have to make the noise. That's totally fine. I appreciate you. Uh, Dude, we can, we can come up with some up beats, with So call me Brandy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> loose cannons. Yeah, loose cannons. Erection. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for this week's show. Thank you, guys, for listening. Uh, I hope you give a. Uh, and that's this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to go check out Humming House uh, and their live dates or their record, which you absolutely should, uh, you can do so at hummminghouse.com or follow them on Twitter at hummminghouse. For episode 36 and who writes this stuff, I'm Nick Flora. Go do something creative. <laughs> <laughs>